You can listen to The Vile Files ad-free on Amazon Music. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of The Vile Files Ask Nick edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Allie and Amanda. How are you ladies doing? Hello, everybody. We're good and bopping. What is this, episode 502? I don't know. Wow. Something. We're into a new chapter of life. Yeah, 502. What's new? What's new? I'm going on a date. I have a date tonight. Ooh. Yeah. Good times. How'd that start? Yeah. Man from Hinge. He had good... He had good... We have good banter, okay. and he's uh, he's into comedy, like our girl Amanda over here. And so one of the first things he said to me was... You're not into comedy? No, but I don't like actively pursue it. Gotcha. I don't okay. do shows. Oh, he's like an aspiring... He's uh, in the yes. biz, so yes. to speak. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he doesn't like, like... No. <laughs> to laugh. <laughs> no. We all love to laugh. I'm looking for someone with a good sense of humor. Everyone. Yeah. Every no, single no, person no, no, is. He likes comedy. Not so much for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to cry. I'm more of a like um, serious, yeah. like you know. Okay, so I know <laughs> he's in the biz. Of, one of the the first things he said to me, which intrigued my interest, was he was like, "Okay, great. So if this date goes really poorly, I'll use it for my stand up, and you'll talk about it on your podcast." And I was like, "Correct, Amazing. great, wow. on the same page." Wait, I Good wonder. Banter. Can I see him? I wonder if I like know him from out sure. And about sure. What are you doing for your date? Also, <laughs> um, I think we might go either to an arcade or we might go axe throwing. That's a fun first date. Good activities. That's a fun first date. Yep. He does look familiar to me. Okay. But maybe that's because he's kind of your like quintessential yeah. like, put together. He's not breaking the mold oh, so by you're any means. He's just a basic. No, 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 no. I just no. I think there's he just looks like every guy. No, I just mean like his like he's got a strong jawline and a flannel shirt. You know, that's a lot of. He's a lumberjack. Okay. Yeah, right. that's well, exciting. So we'll see we'll how that see. goes. Yep. Awesome. That's about all I know. I'm doing well. I'm visiting my boyfriend this weekend. Yeah, she is. Okay. She's headed up north. Headed to Eureka, California. Woo! <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, and also, apparently, it's the end of mushroom season there. Which kind? All kinds. Mm. If someone wanted to bury a bunch of, like, bottles of wine, I would forage for that. <laughs> okay. I have a question, which is, what is the most off-brand thing about you? Can you start? Well, I okay, I don't have any answer, so I'm trying to like wrap Ooh, my I'll brain. Go. I'll go. I'll or, go. Wait, we could give that for each other also. But I feel like this is like a something people probably wouldn't know about you. That's why it's off brand. I feel like I am a, something that was pointed out to me when I used to have roommates. I am a neat and organized person. I'm not necessarily like a sanitary person. So like I'm the type of person where I like use a knife for something. I'll just like wipe it off. It's not like I'm using soap. Or, like, my roommate used to call me out for, like, using the same sponge on the counters as I would for, like, hand-washing dishes, which I just thought was, like, the same So you're sponge. occasionally disgusting. I just, I don't care, like, I just don't use soap probably as much as I should. Okay. I don't know. I was Surprise. thinking, but I, every time I, like, cut open an avocado, I'm like, oop, paper towel, <laughs> put it back in the drawer. But I live by myself, so. Back in the drawer after you cut an avocado. Yeah, and I run short on food. You won't even, like, lot. run it underwater? Sometimes I'll use like no like a wet paper towel, but there's not soap. Or if I use a spo- if I use a fork and I run out of forks, I'll just pull an old one from the dishwasher and use it. But again, I you, live, and you won't rinse it. I off? live by myself, so does it really matter? They've all been in my mouth. That is a bit off brand for you. Yeah, and I love that for you. Thank you. That's a great answer. Thank you, Nick. 
I don't know if I, I you have one. Well, I was trying to be like I was like I I'm realizing I'm like I don't really know what my brand is I, in this context. I, I don't know. Your brand is overthinking and being um kind of like suave and aloof, I would say. Okay. So is there anything that you're super like eager and earnest about? Or like is there some like introvert? Is there anything really extroverted about you? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm more of an ambivert. I feel like, yeah, you have to find something that's opposite of what you, like, present to the public. Because I feel like you guys think I'm much more put together than I am. So then this would be off-brand. I feel like maybe my off-brand thing is that I was, like, very, like, big athlete vibes growing up. But currently, Amanda. Yeah, but that's... Now. But I still have, I still have, like, athlete mentality. I, I, but are you I'll out there that. playing sports? Do I seem like I'd be competitive? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I'll give you the sports stuff. I think that's... Like, very intense. Like, what was your sport? Like, you, volleyball. Yeah. you were a jock. I mean, not a jock. No, it was like, I always <laughs> felt so un- underserved. No, I wish I was a jock. Nobody give me any goddamn credit. So if you went to my high school and you're listening to this, why didn't anyone pay more attention to the fact I was the only freshman who was on varsity volleyball? That's huge. I have a hard time answering this because I do feel like over the years of being someone who's, you know, trying to come up with content, like I've, you've, people have seen me roller skate and they've seen me paint yeah. and they've seen me do these kind of like, surprising things that people didn't expect. So um, it's, I'm having, I'm struggling coming up with something new. I think I have it. Okay. The most off-brand thing about you is that you're um, not a super engaged driver. I didn't want to say bad because that felt very rude. But like, I think you No seem, one's ever called me a good driver. Like you seem like, but you seem like you'd be someone who's like a very good driver in Why? my opinion. Really? Yeah. Maybe I know you too well. Because Nick doesn't even use blinkers. What? <laughs> I was behind you yesterday. You didn't even use a blinker and you were turning left in an intersection. How did this segment turn into me getting called out? <laughs> All right. I'll take it. I'll take the heat. I I think that's a nice answer, though, saying like, I th- you seem like someone who would I'm be like a very good driver. I'm dangerous behind the road. I would have loved if we would have brought a camera with us. I feel like us in the car is a very funny vibe because yesterday we drove to a coffee shop and Nick's like, where is this place? And I'm in the backseat. I'm like, take a left at this like intersection. And it just was a funny vibe. I don't need a navigator when I got alley. (laughs) You muscle memory or like you memorize I'm very good with like if I've been there once, I can probably find it. Great quality for an amazing race partner. So if anyone thought I was a good driver, watch out if you see me on the freeway. (laughs) (laughs) His license plate is. Uh, All right. Before we get into our episode, Allie, what is our breakup song of the week? All right. This one is my personal favorite. It's been one that I've been listening to in my recent life. Um, And it's probably other people's too, but it's so good. So if you haven't listened to it in a while, give it a re-listen. Last Kiss by Taylor Swift. It's from her Speak Now album. And it's just, it's very good. And I know it's younger Taylor. But why does it speak to you for a breakup song? Okay. There's this chunk and it says, so I'll watch your life in pictures like I used to watch you sleep. And I feel you forget me like I used to feel you breathe. And I'll keep up with our old friends just to ask them who you are. Hope it's nice where you are. Dark. Mm. But like. The watching your life on pictures, like, especially on social media, like, feel you forget me like I used to feel you breathe. Like, it's so... I would say that if if you're listening to that song going through a breakup period and and you relate to it... Block them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I unfollowed. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's kind of a... a, Like, there's... Because I couldn't keep... I couldn't keep watching his life in pictures. That's early stage breakup song. 
Mm. First week, first two weeks of breakup, okay to listen to that song and feel the feelings. If you're feeling those feelings in that breakup song, it's like a good barometer breakup song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also note for the people, when you submit breakup songs, like, yeah, I feel like there's definitely, like, the sad breakup song genre, but then there's, like, the, like... Empowerment, I'm yeah. moving on. Mm-hmm. Like, there's stages of a breakup. I feel like this is very early. This is first week breaking up breakup song. Well, this hit me to the core six weeks in, so... Well, <laughs> which means that you had some... We had to work moving through on, some things. Moving on to do. Processing yeah. isn't chronological. <sighs> no, Thank but, you. You know, but, you know, after six weeks, there should be some healing. And as, as someone who took months to heal yeah. from a breakup, n- no judgment, but I think we need to sometimes challenge ourselves to get to that next stage of healing. And sometimes we're, the, we're, we're resistant to that, obviously, because we're trying to hold on to things, as, as young Taylor has so accurately described in her song. We need your help for the new, uh, the next uh, breakup song of the week. So send your submissions to the Vile Files DMs. Tell us why you want it to be a breakup song, maybe a quote from the song why it resonates with you, how it made you feel, and we will share it. Woohoo! By the way, don't forget D- Jason Nash this week and Going Deeper uh, will also be joined by a uh, diagnosed sociopath. What a fascinating week. And, and, and talk to that person. So that should be fun. Don't forget to join your local Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday book club. You can find all the links in the highlights on our Instagram profile. And if you haven't listened to the third installment of our update (laughs) show, uh, that dropped last uh, Friday. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Some updates from your Ask Nick and Texting Office Hour callers. I think that's it. Let's extend more of our letters and to our callers. (laughs) I wasn't trying to be dismissive by saying he looked like other comedians I knew. All right, it's that time of year, and if you're running a business, chances are you'll be shipping a lot of orders, uh, hopefully, and you can do so more efficiently and more affordably with ShipStation. That's right. ShipStation has been helping a lot of e-commerce businesses get the orders out to their customers fast, safe, and affordably. ShipStation is giving small businesses like uh, Natural Habits uh, the same shipping rates that are usually afforded to your Fortune 500 companies, whether you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. ShipStation easily integrates with all those platforms. It provides great customer service. And the best part about ShipStation is you can try it for free for 60 days. That's right. 90% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. 98%. That's a huge number. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce business with ShipStation. And you can too. So stress less about shipping and giving your customers the best customer service they can and just get ShipStation. It's super easy. It's uh, a click away. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of stress-free shipping. Use promo code V-I-A-L-L today at ShipStation.com. Sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code V-I-A-L-L. Get a 60-day free trial at ShipStation.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Thanks to ShipStation for sponsoring the show. When it comes to choosing a wireless plan, you're forced to compromise. But what if you didn't have to? What if you could get reliable service without a contract and save money? Introducing Total by Verizon, a new no-contract, no-credit-check carrier for you and your family with plans starting at just $30 per month on America's most reliable 5G network. Sacrifice nothing, experience everything. Total by Verizon is available at totalbyverizon.com and at retailers nationwide. Based on first place rankings and Root Metrics first half 2022 5G assessments of 125 metros. Experiences vary, 
not an endorsement. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. I'm Claire. I'm 20 years old. I'm currently 15 weeks pregnant, and my mom and sisters would like me to post our announcement on social media. However, my husband and I are not ready right now, so we're having some tension with our families. Okay. Uh, Interesting. 15 weeks. That's first, second trimester? I don't know. What is that? I think I'm in my second now. It's still all new to me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. And and just a reminder to our listeners, she's anonymous. So everyone's out there is be like, well, she's going on a podcast and doesn't want an announcement. That, that that's not her real name, so it's anonymous. <laughs> so just if anyone wants to write in, they got a juicy story, just plug right in. You know, you're anonymous. So the obvious one is who gives a shit what they want. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what your husband's saying. Yes, what, that's ca- exactly what he's told me multiple times. But I for like fun, what's what is their argument? Yeah, and why is it not that easy? Like, why do they feel justified? telling you how you should announce your pregnancy? So for them, posting on social media is normal. They post daily. It's just not me or my husband. So for them, not sharing that news to followers or their friends on social media is just not the norm. So their response have been, that's not fair that they don't get to post it because they feel like they're not able to share this in their life, basically. Have your sister and mom always been this selfish? Yes. Um, they're very opinionated. I will say that this has happened before. It was completely different. And since obviously it was more related to, I traveled to visit them during the height of COVID. My job wasn't necessarily approving of that. So I went <laughs> secretly and asked them not to post anything, and they got very upset then as well. So this is not something new. Are they like influencers or want to be influencers? Like, what is this obsession with? My mom is a photographer, so I think if she does post a lot because of that in her business. But no, neither of them are influencers. They're just like me. <laughs> uh, okay. And what conversations have you had with mom? about this? I'll be honest. When I first found out I was pregnant, although it was planned, I was shocked just because it took a lot sooner or quicker than I had originally thought, which obviously I'm very grateful for others that have infertility struggles, but it just took me a long time to share even with them. We live pretty far away from them. So for us not to share, it was easy. We decided to share probably around... I was probably nine weeks. I found out very early. I was like four weeks pregnant. Um, So maybe a month later we shared. Obviously everyone was very happy, but it still felt overwhelming for it to go from just two people to knowing to probably 50 between our families. And I don't want to say the first thing my mom said was, oh, when are you going to post this? But within the next day or two with, you know, the first couple conversations that came up, 
her first initial comment was, you should be happy to post this. This is a happy thing. Everyone's going to be so excited for you. And I shut it down right away. I told her you know, that I was very overwhelmed and that I wasn't ready to share. I didn't know when I would be. And then the next time I brought up, there's a little bit more misunderstanding from her part or I guess just not understanding. She felt annoyed, hurt. She said that she felt like she wasn't able to share with her friends and family, which I did tell her she could tell her close friends just didn't want it to be posted. Is your sister a lot like your mom? And by like your mom, very manipulative? So yeah, what I was going to say is that during that same conversation, my sister is much younger than me. She's an adult, but still quite an age difference. She still lives at home. So her comment in the background, this was a phone conversation, my sister said, that's not fair that we don't get to post on social media because we don't feel like we're able to share the news in our life. And at that point, I just kind of brushed it off because that obviously it's not her news to share. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you need to hear this. I feel like it's obvious, but your mom and, and sister are being ridiculous and absurd and selfish and manipulative. Has your mom always been this manipulative? Yeah, she's definitely always had this control over me, especially when we lived closer now that we're not as close. Yeah. Uh, it's still there, <laughs> but I think, not as in the day-to-day, I guess. I think this is, yeah, it's interesting because like, I definitely, it sounds like this is a bigger issue and this is definitely a lot of boundary setting like needs to happen and maybe some therapy on your part to like learn how to like communicate and stand up to mom. Because when your mom says shit like, you should be happy about this. Like, this is a happy thing. Like, what the fuck is that? That's so manipulative. No, no one said you weren't happy. Of course it's a happy thing. No, you're trying to convince me by making me feel like I'm not happy because I'm not expressing my happiness in the manner of which you want to for yourself. That's so true. And you need to get good at saying that to mom. Like, I could say that to your mom because <laughs> I don't give a shit. But like, I know it's hard. I know it's harder. And, I, and your mom has years and years and years of history making you feel like you're doing something wrong even when you're not because she disagrees with you. I think you got to learn how to stand up to mom. I don't want you to stress about this while you're pregnant, though. No, I agree. I, I think that's why now it's probably the most stressful time that I've ever had to deal with any type of situation with my mom just because it's such a larger scale of you know what this is affecting in my life versus just smaller comments that she's made. Ultimately, despite their disapproval in their comments, they are respecting your request, yeah? Yes. So I guess the, what I really also wanted to talk about today was they're visiting in a couple weeks. No. We are going to do a gender reveal then. My sister's the only one that knows. So she's planning something here for us. We just moved to this area. So it's going to be like five of us. So very, very small. And she, I guess where this, which is why I wrote in, was they, um, I reached out to them just to ask them the details, you know, whether it needs to be inside, outside. They responded that it needed to be outside, just was trying to figure out details to include my husband's family in as well. I actually do have some text messages for um, this specific conversation. But basically, you know, my mom said, am I taking pictures with my camera? And I said, you know, I feel bad making you take pictures during it since I want you to take it all in, but it's totally up to you. She's like a photographer, like I said, so she usually enjoys taking pictures. So she said, I don't mind, but what are you going to do with them after? And instantly I knew what was coming. 
I said, just keep them for us. We could take some pictures for announcement that we could post later. And she said, boo, so many post the reveal video online. This is hard keeping it quiet. I shut it down again. I said, nope, I'm good. Ha ha ha, just to try to make it light. So if you would prefer not to take them, just be in the moment with us. That's totally fine with me. And then she said, it's fine, period. I'll decide later. And then I actually responded again. I said, I get social media is a big deal to you guys, but it's not important to my husband or I. The people that we want to be involved know, and that's all that matters to us. And she said, I really just use it now for my business and trying to grow my business. So I think she's trying to say she would like to post the pictures to support her business. She's just very manipulative and selfish. It's all about her. (laughs) Yeah. And then she just kind of went on and said, you know, she's just very excited to have her first grandbaby. So she like sprinkles in a little happiness in there, but there's still those digs, I guess, as well. So I'm trying to handle this upcoming meeting, I guess, because now it's going to be in person. um, And I know they're going to push to try to get this posted online. How can we get you to not care about disappointed mom? I mean, I think like you said, it's probably going to require some therapy. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. But I think that's, it sounds like mom your whole life has been okay with telling you how disappointed she can be. And she's using her disappointment in you to get you to do what she wants you to do. And I'm just wondering, like, when mom's disappointed in you, other than, like, making you feel bad, like, what's the worst thing that happens? I think because my parents did so much for us growing up, I felt even though they struggled, I never knew it. And I just hold that in the back of my mind. I feel guilty for not being grateful for all these things. I'm like, she's happy. Like she, this is not something I should be upset about, even though I know back in my mind, it is something valid to be upset about. Yeah, I mean, you can be grateful and appreciative of something without allowing them to take advantage of you or disrespecting the thing that matters to you. Like, where do you draw the line between someone who's giving you a lot and being grateful for them and letting them walk all over you? If you're truly grateful, If your parents want you to be grateful, gratitude is expecting nothing in return. Did they have you and raise you for credit? You know what I'm saying? Like, they are your parents. That was their job to, like, make sacrifices and give you a life that, you know, they thought you deserve or wanted you to have. You know, every parent's dream is to give their kids life maybe better than what they had, et cetera, et cetera. Like, do you really owe them? I mean, again, I'm incredibly grateful for everything my parents did. I am fully aware of how much, how many, how many sacrifices my parents made on behalf of their children. And it sometimes frustrates me how ungrateful some of my other siblings seem to be at times, whether that's accurate or not, but that's the perception I sometimes have. And I can have a frustration towards that. That's, this is all to say, like, none of that, like, gives my parents permission to use what they've done to, you know, manipulate and make me feel guilty for like some one-off situation that I disagree with that has to do with like my life, you know, and that, you know, they, I want to share with them, et cetera, et cetera. But like what it, I, I just think you need to get past this hurdle of you crumbling when mom's disappointed at you. Like, can you get to a place of just like not giving a shit? I'd like to, because I feel like it takes up so much of my daily energy, Yeah, especially when things like this happens. Have you ever said, had I had a conversation with your mom about this topic? Say, every once in a while, when you want something and we don't see eye to eye, you have this way of making passive aggressive comments and guilting. Did you think I wasn't happy to be pregnant just because I didn't want to allow you to post on social media. I mean, you just got to stand up to your mom and your your mom's probably going to cry 
and your mom's, you know, they're so fucking manipulative. Uh, and I love my mom, you know, and, uh, but like they are, and she's going to cry and like, Oh, well, I just, you know, especially when you really, when you finally send them to your mom, she's still going to cry and she's going to make it feel, she's gonna make it feel real bad. <laughs> I wouldn't feel anything. I mean, it sounds cold, but like she's going to be fine. It's an adult throwing a temper tantrum. That's all it is. When a, when a, when a kids, when adult kids stand up to their parents, your mom crying is her knowing that she's wrong. In my very non-expert opinion. Is that the time I should do this or should I do it now? I think right now you should prioritize your pregnancy and your mental health and your stress and of and do whatever you can to avoid stress. You should give yourself permission to just ignore it for the time being and just not care. They're, your mom's going to be fine. Her business is not banked on whether you are promoting your pregnancy. I don't even, doesn't even make sense. <laughs> you know, I think you should just give yourself permission to just know that no matter what you decide, mom and sister are going to be just fine. And when you're feeling up to it to stand up to mom and have this conversation, I would practice it a few times with your husband. And that'd be nice. I mean, I'm not saying be mean to mom. Just say, you know, it really hurts my feelings when you do this. I appreciate so much what you and dad did for me. I'm internally grateful. I'll always have gratitude. I love you so much, but I'm an adult now. And there are certain things we don't see eye to eye. And I'll always go out of my way to do things. But when it comes to my relationship with my husband or my profession or the ch my own child, I want to do how things how I want to do. And all I really want you to do is respect that. And I really don't want to hear your opinion. I just want your support. And I think that's okay for me to ask. I'm just not going to listen to those other comments because they're hurtful and they make me sad. And then it makes me stressed out and it makes me worried. And it, it that affects my pregnancy. Do you want to affect my pregnancy, mom, by stressing me out for your Instagram? Is your gram more important than like, you know, I don't know a lot about pregnancy, but I know that stress isn't awesome for it. And just tell mom that like your desire for your Instagram is, is putting a lot of stress on me. And the solution isn't giving you what you want, mom. The solution is you accepting that this is my pregnancy and not yours. And we will do things on our time. And it's your job to respect that and support me as, as my mom. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, if you're in your need for therapy, think of BetterHelp. They've been a friend of our show since the beginning of The Vile Files, and it's because we're such believers and advocates of therapy, and the challenges of therapy is just finding the right therapist. It doesn't matter what you're stressed about, money problems, relationship problems, just or maybe just general worries about the world. Maybe it's you, the holiday season. Holiday that can season bring up a lot of stuff for people. Could be feeling a little lonely, and you just want someone to talk to, someone to relate to. And you can do it from the convenience of your home. You can do it from the convenience of your car. You can do it on a lunch break. Um, doesn't really matter where you are. You can do it face to face. Like you can do it by seeing the person. You can mm -hmm. do it without sharing your face if you want that privacy. BetterHelp is connected with over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, accessible anywhere. It's 100% online. And it's far more affordable than in-person therapy. They have therapists that are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills. No waiting rooms, no traffic, and no endless searching for the right therapist. All It's so easy with uh, BetterHelp. You just go to betterhelp.com. You take a quick assessment of what your needs are. They'll align you with a therapist. And if it doesn't work out the first time, if you don't even feel an immediate connection with that therapist, you can always try someone new. And I feel like some of those factors are even the bigger, beyond cost, which BetterHelp is so affordable. Like like you said, the traveling there, the finding someone, then having to find someone else, adding your commute to the time it takes you away from home. Like, it just makes it so much more accessible. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash vilefiles. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash V-I-A-L. 
A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. Grammarly, hey, all those people who are bad at grammar don't know where commas go. And if you're anything like me, that's uh, Grammarly is helping people sound more professional, save time. And like, I hate proofreading. And the problem with proofreading is like, I don't even like I'll, I'll waste time proofreading because I'm not even, even going to catch my mistakes. Let Grammarly do it for you. So I've been using Grammarly because I'm running the email that coordinates all of the Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday book clubs. And I'm sending a ton of emails. Some of the information is the same. Some of it's different. Certain cities have multiple people. Certain people only have one. So I have to make sure the verbs are right. The tone is right. I want to be friendly, but I also want to be professional because let's be honest, no one wants to run a book club if I'm sending you an email with a bunch of typos or if things aren't right. So it's been a huge help of just like looking over my shoulder, proofreading everything for me so I can work efficiently and I can work quickly and everyone's getting the information that you that they need to operate these book clubs. Also join your local book club because it's going to be great. And so now everyone thinks I'm an excellent writer and I'm working at the speed of light. And you too, whether it's for work or essays for school or even just, you know, communicating with customers or family, you want to make sure that you're sending the right message. And then Grammarly also has Grammarly Premium's Advanced Tone program, which helps you suggest the best tone and communicate confidently with others to move projects forward. And the right tone can move any project forward when you get it just right with Grammarly. So go to Grammarly.com slash tone, T-O-N-E, to download and learn more about Grammarly's premiums, advanced tone suggestions. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash T-O-N-E. Grammarly. Do life right. So, and I feel like if I don't want to stress, like you said, during, you know, during the pregnancy, but since they are visiting in a few weeks, I think that if it does come up, I might just have to say that to prevent future stress. Would if you, not, it's just going to keep coming up. Would you feel comfortable having your husband have this conversation with your mom? Actually, yeah. They've, I mean, he's been in their lives, you know, the last 12 years, so. I don't know. Again, if you feel comfortable having it, have it. But like, he's involved in this decision too, and Honestly, like if I, you know, was pregnant with, you know, not me, but like if, if we were pregnant, if we were married or granger, or if my girlfriend's mom was doing this with my, as long as my girlfriend was okay with it, I would be down to have that conversation and I would do it really nicely, but it'd just be like, that's, this is not okay. It's not okay for you to say this. And it might be a little easier for him because he doesn't have like all these years of your mom, you know, this, what I'm saying you should do. I understand is much harder than it sounds. It's not easy to stand up to mom and dad if, if you don't have a history of doing it, especially with a mom like this. And a lot of moms are like this. So it just might be easier for him. So maybe talk with him. I about actually that. like that. Yeah. Like it's not me, you know, chickening out or anything, but I think it might even come across a little bit clearer from him. Yeah. And it, and it could go something like this. Hey, I just want to reach out. Pam, whatever, mom, whatever he calls her. I don't know. <laughs> Excited to have you out. Really looking forward to it. I know there's been a lot of conversations between the two of you about you posting and respectfully, I'm just, I'm reaching out to you to ask you to stop. It's putting a lot of stress on us. I don't think you want her to have a lot of stress. I, we want to support your business when we can, but like you need to respect this about us. And, and if you can't, then like, well, we really want you to come. We don't want this showing up to be about Instagram. We don't want any conversation about Instagram. We just want you to show up and be happy to support us and go about this the way we want to. I'm calling because she's worried about what you think. She cares about what you think and it's stressing her out. And I don't think you want to do that. So I think maybe just reach out to her and say, I'm really excited to, to come and share this experience with you. I'm sorry for bringing this up. I won't no longer do this. And can you do that for your daughter? Hopefully they, you know, he does it in a respectful way and she should respect that. 
Yeah, I actually really like that idea. I just, she doesn't have the control over him. And I think she would almost listen to him more than she listens to me. Maybe. Eventually, you're going to have to do it yourself because eventually, and then again, I, I don't think you should like hide behind your husband. I just think he reaches out first and then you could say, maybe you send a text saying, I know, you know, whatever your husband's name is, reached out to you. I love you, but like this has been affecting me and just keep it real brief and don't even like whatever she responds other than I am sorry and I'm excited. If she responds like some long ass fucking paragraph, I wouldn't even read it. Yeah, that's definitely what I'll get back. (laughs) But um, no, I think your I think your husband should make it very clear what he expects her response to be, which is if you're going to send her anything, you should only send her. I'm excited to see you. I am sorry for adding stress. If you're going to say anything other than that, don't say it. And then what about my sister? You think just deal with my mom for now? Sure. I mean, I don't know what your relationship is, what your husband's relationship with your sister, but like, it sounds like she follows suit. I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. But your husband can have the same conversation with her. And again, this is, you know, shouldn't be like you call her up and like yell at her or be mean about it, but just say, hey, listen, like this has been really challenging for us. And like, I don't know why you guys insist on this. And maybe you don't realize it, but it's causing a lot of stress. And do you really want her to be experiencing stress over this? You guys are prioritizing Instagram. Like that's ridiculous. So like, I need you to put your own selfish needs aside and support this really beautiful thing that we are really excited about but we just don't give a shit about Instagram. And that's great that you do, but that's not our problem. And he can might be a little bit more chill than that, but I do think he should have a very, like a, a tone of, I'm being serious. This is not an easy conversation to have, but it's an important one. I like that. I really do. Cause I'd really like this not to come up during their trip and just for us to enjoy everything. So if we could get something out there before then, I think it would help. But yeah, he maybe he can be the bad cop for now. Okay. And then, I actually really like that idea. I feel I feel good about that. I feel like I already feel a little bit less stressed. Mom loves you. She's not going anywhere. She's just really good at making you feel bad because when she doesn't get her way. And she's used to like having control over you because there's a period in her life where she was in charge of your life. And it's just hard to let that go. You have to kind of stand up to her at some point. I would consider therapy to help you with that problem. I think that's honestly a really good idea as well. I think I would need it. It's a little bit more guidance, constant (laughs) guidance with that because it's going to probably take... I know I'm going to get some backlash in the future and just like how to navigate all that would be helpful. I think this is a pretty common issue with moms and daughters. My mom had this with her mom. You know, it's a, it's a thing. Your mom loves you. And I think that's what you got to really remind yourself every time you worried about disappointing mom as an adult that like she's not going anywhere and she still loves you and she's just being selfish right now. So that's, and that's not something you should concern yourself with. Like you shouldn't be made to feel bad. You should just know that she's being selfish, like a child, because your mom is acting like a child right now. So, but she's not going anywhere. You know, like you, 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 and I keep saying this because there must be some sort of internalized fear that you have of like mom not loving you anymore if you don't like give her what she wants or disappointing her, you know, or things like yeah. that. She'll, no, I agree. She'll like be her fine. not talking to me or yeah. something. Something is holding me back from why I've never yeah. said anything, even though I don't, I've never actually really said anything. <laughs> yeah. So, and even if she does like give you the cold shoulder for a few days, she's not going anywhere. Clearly you're a big part of your mom's life. She needs you as much as you need to hear her. And in fact, she needs you more than you need her now, right? Like, and that should help you be a little more brave. Wow. All right. I feel good. I do. Okay. Well, keep us posted. Dying to know how this goes.
I will. They visit in a few weeks as well, so I'll let you know after the trip. All right. Awesome. Let us know. I'm excited to find awesome. out. All right. Thank you so right. much. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate you calling. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, bye-bye. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, my name is Emily, and uh, I'm 24 years old. Nice to meet you, Emily. How can I help? So uh, currently I'm in a 15-year age gap situationship and definitely need some help kind of navigating that. Okay. Let's talk about the biggest problem here. It's like the situationship. Like how long has this been going on for and why is it a situationship and not a relationship in your words? So it's been going on for six months now and it's a situationship because there's never been that verbal, hey, we're we're together and we're boyfriend, girlfriend. There's been the exclusive talk, but for me, that's definitely not enough. So have you, what have you done to try to make this situationship into a relationship? Well, I was the one to actually bring up the exclusivity. I said, Hey, listen, I'm not interested in seeing other people. And how do you feel about that? And he just said, yeah, I feel the exact same way. So I was like, sweet. We're on the same page. Awesome. And why it hasn't taken a further step is mainly due to his work and his crazy busy schedule being an entrepreneur. And, and that's his words or your words? Because you would be the one to have the problem with his busyness, not necessarily him. Yeah. So that's definitely his words. I've never dated an entrepreneur before, but you know, I understand you kind of have a crazy work schedule and being pulled in different directions at weird hours of the day. But yeah, he just, it, this is a very temporary big project he's doing. So he said, basically, after all of this is settled, maybe we could take the next step. And I don't love the sounds of that. <laughs> yeah. Are you actually exclusive? So there's actually been some major updates since I wrote out to okay. you. Obviously... Do you want me to like tell you kind of how we met and everything? Sure. If you think it's relative to the story, yeah. I guess kind of. So we at like um, a local bar I always go to here. And so obviously he's 39, which I was like, okay, like why is he going to the bar every weekend still? And He was uh, going every weekend or how did you know he was going every weekend? So we actually wouldn't like text each other. It would just happen. And every weekend we would see each other and then obviously end up leaving together. And I wasn't looking for a relationship at the time. So it was like the perfect situation Wait, how, for how, me. How'd you, you met at a bar? At a bar, yeah. And then for the next few weeks, you guys would just like link up on the weekends? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then he took it to the next level and actually started to take me on like some really nice dates. And we had a ton of fun together. He would, he always would be the one to plan them. I just, he'd be like, pick you up at seven at this day. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And so he actually took me to like Vegas and some other little trips here and there. All while being a busy entrepreneur. How about that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. (laughs) But then it's like, hey, by October, things are going to get a little crazy because he has to be three hours out, out of the city and live there half the time. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, we live pretty independently already. So it didn't bother me. However, the communication has absolutely plummeted. And some days I won't hear from him. If I do, it's very short and to the point. So I've asked for more. I said, hey, listen, like for me, I need someone to like check in on me, give me a quick call when they can. Like that's 
what I need in a relationship. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So he actually did try harder. And however, he started canceling on dates all the time. One in particular, it was, we were supposed to go for dinner. He let me go all day without hearing from him. Get ready. Six o'clock rolls around. I call him like, so what time are you picking me up? And he's like, I'm still three hours outside of the city and I'm not going to make it tonight. And so that's when I was like, whoa, okay. Like, I don't think you have any respect for me, clearly. Yeah. So we got in a bit of an argument and I just said, I need to cool off. Let's talk like tomorrow. Give me a call when you have time. And essentially he has acted like nothing has happened. And he's just like, yeah, so how was your day? And I was like, are we not going to acknowledge you basically disrespecting my time? (laughs) Did you say that? Yes. I said that, you know, I, I said you were supposed to call me and you haven't. And instead he just kind of keeps ignoring it and saying like, Oh, my dad passed away a year ago. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry to hear that, but that's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. So then... Did you say that? Okay, I'm curious what you're saying to me versus what you're saying to him. Not that, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you didn't say his dad dying was irrelevant, but like that is neither here nor there when it comes to like giving you common courtesy. Yeah, I just kept it short. I was like, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you're okay. And then just left it at that. You know what I would have said to him? I don't think your dad would appreciate you using his death as an excuse as why you couldn't give me common courtesy. Yeah, I I wish I did say that. (laughs) So for me, I've been kind of like, well, why am I being exclusive with this person who clearly won't give me the time of day? So I kind of just mentally checked out and I actually got on a dating app, which maybe wasn't this... Why not? You're not, you're single. I, I feel like I'm single. So I was like, okay, you what know you what? You I feel like you're single. Least... Like, are you guys single or not? I don't, I don't know. For I would say for a good, like four months, I didn't feel like I was single and I wasn't acting like I was single, but. But you weren't in a relationship. I know. So it's, that's why it's a situationship. No, I, I know. <laughs> I just think, you know, it, that's, it's a really important distinction. Yeah. Is that we do these things where it's a huge mistake in these situationship is to like, oh, well, I feel like you do that kind of half check in. You kind of get an answer that kind of satisfies. Like when he was like, you're like, hey, I don't want to date other people. I was like, great. Me neither. And then, it, and then yeah. the conversation ends. Well, what does that mean? Like, what are our expectations? So, all right, you stated what your desires, but you didn't really talk about your expectations after that. No, and I re- and actually the date that he canceled on um, was supposed to be that conversation. So clearly, I think he got kind of scared and pulled away. And- oh, he knew that? You guys, this was yeah. talked about that you guys were going to talk about feelings in the relationship? Yeah, so it was, it was like a definitely more important date than the usual and uh that's so then, the one he missed and he knew that he canceled on a few but that was the last one where i was like i'm putting my foot down this is ridiculous okay. and crazy enough so i get on this dating app he is the fourth person i see on it and on top of that his age is he's one year older on it <laughs> so he's actually 40 well couldn't he have had a birthday no his birthday's in february so that definitely wouldn't have lined up, but... So wait, he weirdly lied about his age for a year? That's what I don't understand because I actually called him out on it one time because we have each other on Facebook and I saw some birthday posts and they were all like, happy 40th. And I was like, are you 40? And he's like, no, I'm 39. And I was like, okay, well, that's weird. And 
So then seeing on the day nap that he's 40, I'm like, like, what is going on here? Like, well, that's, that's, that's all, that's all kind of bizarre because if he's going to lie to you, why wouldn't he lie on a dating app? Well, exactly. Cause maybe he can't, you know, maybe he wants, I'm so confused. Cause we, we don't necessarily not run into the same circles. So I would have found out at some point, obviously. And I actually feel like I was hanging out with someone who I don't even recognize now. And I just really don't understand like why he even kind of bothered. I feel like it was put, was more effort to kind of drag me along than to not. Well, that's where you're getting in the, the your why questions now aren't aren't as helpful to you as you want to think they are. Yeah. You know, why yeah. like why did he do this stuff? I can guess, you know, I don't really know, but like selfish, immature, you know, words like that would probably pop up, you know, inconsiderate and things like that. I mean, he, he was a guy, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing for a single late thirties, early forties guys to like go out if you're single and especially out, I don't know where you guys live, but like, you know, if you're in a city, it's not that uncommon, you know, a fairly Mm -hmm. busy place. That being said, he still was. Which means yeah. he's very much he might not have graduated from that twenty something fuckboy era that he no. sounds like he was certainly in. Which at first I was like, okay, well, if he was acting like he was 40, we probably wouldn't have got along because obviously I'm not in a position where I'm like, hey, I want to get married in the next like three, four years. So you you don't, okay. Yeah. No, I'm not like I just he was someone who was fun. We got along and we had the exact same interests and we both were like, Yeah, we're no in no rush to the marriage and kids thing. So I was like, This is perfect. But have you confronted him about the dating app stuff? I haven't. So I I'm on the fence with kind of like completely disappearing. And when was the last time you guys spoke? It was two days ago, but I was like, you know, out with friends this weekend and stuff. And I really didn't want to be dealing with this, but he, that's when he was saying like, oh, my dad died a year ago. And he's like, yeah, I'm just with some friends right now, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know what to say to you anymore. Like I've asked for a conversation and you won't give it to me. So I don't know how to move forward with this. And then the day nap was just like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, if you asked me, if uh, as a friend, I would say you should move on. Yes. So I wouldn't reach out to him at all. That's what I would do. I would, if he... Wouldn't reach out? No. You're not in a relationship. This is not you ghosting. Like, you've tried to... You'll hear from him. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm worried about. Because, you know, we do obviously go to the same places and... You think he's just going to not reach out to you? I think he will. Because, you know, obviously this typically happens where, you know... Disappear and then they get bored and then they want to reach out again. Yeah. But so when he does that, I think you just you can ignore it. Or yeah. you could just say, Hey, listen, in the in the most mature, calm way, to say, you know, I just this seems a little silly. Here and I've said this in other calls, but this would be appropriate for you. You don't seem ready for what I'm looking for. And just say the thing yeah. that he has said almost to you. But when you say it to him, it'll be attack on his like maturity and character. It'll be, mm-hmm. you know, when the 24-year-old who's 15 or 16 years younger than him talks to him like you are ready for something he is not, it'll sting a little bit for him and that'll make you feel good. Yes, which um, feel pretty nice. <laughs> so you just say you're not ready for what I'm looking for or I don't even maybe you're not capable of what I'm looking for. 
but I don't appreciate I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't appreciate you canceling me and not following up. I don't know how, I don't even know how old you are. You're clearly on the apps. This is, just, you know, generally been, unfortunately for me, a bit of a time waster and I'm not mad at you. I'm just moving on. Okay. Yeah. I know. I think that's perfect. Cause yeah. If he reaches out, I'll say that. But if not, then eventually he I will. Just... Yeah. And if yeah. he freaks out, comes correct, and and says all these things that you wanted him to say, I would really ask yourself what's going to be different. And do you have the ability to be honest with him enough to hold him accountable? Can you communicate your boundaries and your expectations with him about what you want and what you think you deserve in a relationship? And despite his schedule. And despite his work or other things he has going on in his life, is he in a position to do the things that you want and deserve? He is capable of it if he really wanted to. Yeah. Well, clearly has time to be on a dating app. So yeah. Well, he has a time to fuck around. He's capable of fucking around. Yeah. Because I think when I started to be act a little more serious with him, that's when I was like, oh, Funny, he's now pulling away. Yeah, and, so. you, and if he if he does like try to convince you to give him another shot, just be like, why? Like, I don't believe you're capable of what the things I need. How? Sh- why should I believe you? Because you know what I've heard? I've heard your dad died. I've heard work's busy, and like I don't want to minimize the death of your father. And I don't know. I can only imagine. But like, you use the death of your father as an excuse of why you couldn't give me like a heads up, and that seems like yeah. bullshit to me. It honestly, like, seemed kind of gross. So yeah, being no, I didn't like that one at all. That that's what I would do. Yeah, no, that's definitely good advice. Um, yeah, first when I wrote in, it was like, oh, like, what should I do? Should I just be patient? And then obviously all this stuff happened. So I was like, okay, well, this is just nuts at this point. <laughs> well, next time someone like says something like that to you, like, oh, and the next few months are going to be busy. Just, you know, you can just say, okay, well, thanks, thanks for letting me know. I still yeah, like um, you. And while I understand like you're going to be busy and I, I, I have stuff going on too, I still want to focus on like building this connection and making this work. And if that means like making some sacrifices and things like that, I, I'm, I'm down to do that. And in yeah. that moment, you could have put yourself out there to see what he would have said. And he, if he, if he yeah. would have said, well, I don't know, like I, I just can't make promises and, and, and I don't know, I'm just going to be really busy. Then you're getting your answer. You could have got an answer sooner. Right. Because instead yeah. of instead of like being like, oh, OK, I guess I'll just be patient and wait around. Like, I don't. Why do you have to wait around? Again, you can. Two things can be true at the same time. Like someone can be busy. Some, things come up. Things change. That's fine. Communicate that. And then as a, a newly formed couple or whatever this was, you guys were talking about expectations and things like that. Then you talk about what are how these expectations change and what do we have to do? to continue to get to know each other and grow this thing. Because what, I, what I'm what yeah. i not willing to do, like you're capable of getting to know me more. You are. You just have to put in the effort. And yeah. whether that's FaceTimes or I fly out or travel and, and things might come up. I know you might have to cancel, but just give me a heads up. But like the effort is there. And, he, and the yeah. effort wasn't there. So in the future, you oh. could say, well, that's great. You're busy, but I still want X, Y, and Z. And those are reasonable expectations. You can still, when someone says, well, I have something coming up, I'm busy. That doesn't mean you are, people treat it as if like, well, I guess I have to sit on the sideline and have no expectations and just literally wait. That's not reasonable or accurate or fair. And if someone is so busy that they're like, that you have to literally just 
take a time out from all your expectations and sit on the sideline, then that's not a relationship that you're actually looking for. Because then you are just no. going to be literally sitting on the sideline. Then you will be just become someone's like hookup buddy or fuck buddy, and you will only be hanging out with them at their convenience. So yeah, and it very much became that. And obviously, I should have probably seen that red flag a lot sooner of him okay. being like, "Oh yeah. well, you know, I'm so busy, and you're gonna have to wait till the new year." And I'm like, "That's crazy." Yeah, and you know, what you say is like, "No, I don't have to wait till the new year. I'm definitely down for like working around your busy schedule because I like you and I want to see where this goes. But I'm not, I'm not waiting around, and I'm, I'm not operating around your schedule 100 percent of the time. And if you're incapable yeah. of trying to like." you know, carve out time for me, then maybe this isn't a fit. Yeah, no, definitely something to keep in mind moving forward. Because yeah. yeah, I felt like he always just belittled my time because it's like, I'm literally working two jobs. It's not like I'm not busy. So I just, yeah, really didn't appreciate that. Uh, one, how much but... do you feel like the fact that he was uh, 15 or 16 years older, you, older than you played a role in, in your feeling confident enough to express yourself? Or do you think that made much of a difference at all? At first, it for sure played a factor because, you know, I've never obviously dated someone with this type of age gap. Yeah. So it did always feel like, okay, I feel like I have to be extra mature and all this stuff. But I would say like, especially after we were doing like some trips together, I became more comfortable and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna... I actually listened to um, your podcast with Alex Cooper with uh, Natalie. And I was, I found it so helpful because I was like, okay, well, Natalie is literally the same age as me, I think. And she would just like shoot her shot. So I was like, okay, I feel like I have to do that. But I think I half-assed it, which I should have just. It's okay. Yeah. And then the most important thing is, is if, if you're going to date someone with a age gap, it only works if the age gap doesn't play that much of a role, especially early on, yeah. and you're feeling comfortable to communicate everything you need and want in a relationship. Yeah. You know, when you say, yeah. well, I wanted to act more mature, like, you know, once you start doing that, then you cease to be acting like yourself, and you need to, like, that this older person to either accept who you are. Like, you just need to figure out whether your maturity level is a fit, not try to be more mature. Yeah, you know? no, and exactly. You just got to... You know, you don't want to feel the pressure to be someone you're not just to uh, try to impress anyone, whether it's age or anything else. Right. Because ultimately that just doesn't work out. But like in the in the future, yeah. if you meet someone who's older than you, like you should be mindful of your ability to like comfortably be yourself. And if you can't, that's a red flag for either the relationship or the person you're dating or yourself. Yeah, I agree. There's always like this weird kind of gut feeling that I was being a different person. So I think that's something to be you're living. You learn. Yeah, you do. Uh, you really do. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck. Let us know what happens. We're curious. Keep yeah. keep us posted. But for the time being, I would do nothing right now and okay. get back in there okay. on the dating apps. Mourn. Yeah. You know, like mourn <laughs> the. Dis it's all right. You can feel sad about it. That's it's all right. Yeah. You don't have to pretend yeah. not to care. And then if he reaches back out, I would just be very calm and okay and and very and communicate very directly about you've just moved on because this is this is not the type of behavior that you want in your life and yeah you, you don't think he's capable of giving it to you and that's okay okay well thanks so much for yeah. your advice oh my pleasure and if he bring if he throws up he's busy in your face be like that's not an excuse <laughs> like you can be busy and consider it at the same time okay sounds good well thanks so much right. i love your podcast thank you so much i appreciate it take care <laughs> How's it going? I'm good. Thank you, Nick. 
Nice to talk with you. Nice to talk with you. What's your name? I'm Nicole. I'm 27. How can we help? I recently started seeing this guy and his last relationship, um, his girlfriend unexpectedly passed away. And I can't help but wonder, am I the other woman as I navigate this new relationship with him? So I would love some help. What do you mean when you say, am I the other woman? What's, what's causing you to wonder why you're the other woman despite the other woman being deceased? He has her photo as his phone background and he'll still refer to her as his girlfriend when he's telling me stories about them. But I do appreciate that he does talk about it. How long ago did this happen? This was in May of this year. So May of this. So it's new. It's new. And he recently moved to where I am. Not to get like a fresh start, but I'm assuming. How did she pass away? It was a car accident. Is he ready to date? I mean, that's the obvious first question. Should he be dating? I'm also navigating the dating scene again after taking some time away. So I'm not confused. I know that he likes me. I He shows that he's interested. It's kind of the best start of a relationship that I've ever had. Uh-huh. But that is what, so relatively new is we've really been seeing each other for like a month. Okay. So there's not a ton of time to build off of where he's at, but I really like him. So before I continue moving forward with this relationship, I think I do want to know where he's at, but I feel like there's other conversations that maybe need to come up first of like, yeah. should, should we be established a little bit more before we like I've into that. Well, that's not really my, I mean, again, not a therapist or an expert here, but it sure seems like he hasn't really fully, you know, processed the loss of his girlfriend. And I I don't know what it would be like to have my girlfriend tragically pass away in a car accident, but I imagine that would be really tough. Yeah. You know, do you even have an idea like how healthy or unhealthy that relationship was when it was, when it was going on? I do not. I know that they were together for three years. And I know that they moved to a couple different locations together. So I do know it was serious. Yeah. But like it could be serious and it could have been really happy and healthy. It could have been serious and it could have, they could have been struggling and and maybe he has guilt around that. You know, maybe he wasn't even the best boyfriend. I don't know. There's a million questions that are possible. Yeah. Right. So how do I find that out? Well, if you are serious about this guy, you need to be willing to have conversations with about this guy about this stuff. And even if it's you just saying, if if I were in your position, at a minimum, I would say, I just want you to know, I've really enjoyed getting to know you and I really like you and I think you're great. But like elephant in the room, like, you know, I know you experienced some tragedy past recently and it's only been six months. And I just want you to know that like, if you ever need to talk to someone about it, or I encourage you to, to continue to talk to some, and not just me, like, does he get therapy? Not that I know of. I don't think so. I mean, that's a red flag to me. And I am. I understand why it might be a challenge, or he might be afraid, and I don't know what his financial situation is. But like, it's a red flag. I'm not saying he's a red flag. I think it's a red mm-hmm. flag for you to be jumping into a relationship with someone and say things like, "Oh, this is one of the healthiest relationships I started." You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not. It's not that I don't believe you. I'm sure there's probably been a lot of nice moments where you thought, "Wow, this is great." But I, I just, mm-hmm. it's. I would be really reluctant to trust whatever it is you're feeling because. I don't know if this guy's really fully processed this cha- challenge and pr- tragedy. And he's clearly kind of projecting, right? He's dating someone else and he's openly has his dead mm-hmm. girlfriend on his phone and he still refers mm-hmm. to it as his girlfriend. 
and I don't know the rules about that. I don't know. Like, yeah, do you say my ex-girlfriend? Well, fuck, man. Like, we didn't break up. She died. Yeah, yeah I can I yeah. can imagine the struggle. I don't have the answers for that. And I bet a therapist could probably help him process that. And I, it's not your job. You're not his therapist. And while I want you to I, I want you to be able to express to him that, hey, I'm here for you and we can talk through things and I want you to know this is a safe place. That doesn't mean you're a therapist either. Yeah. And yeah. I have kind of tiptoed in that direction where like he was open with me one day and just said like he was feeling a little low. Just, yeah. You know, we were doing the like, how are you today? And and so I that's exactly what I said. Like, if you do ever need to speak, like I'm happy to hold the space. And it was just kind of like, oh, I appreciate that. But we didn't go there. How much of a sense of humor does he have? It's a good sense of humor. All right. It's not not like a dark one. Like, I don't think. Sure. But I guess what I'm saying is it's like it. I, I, I'm assuming this person, your guy, knows that at face value, it's not normal to be. But I don't know what normal is in this situation. But from your point of view, it would be awkward for you to be dating someone who has another woman on a screensaver. It would be mm -hmm. awkward for you to like be dating someone who keeps talking about his girlfriend. Yeah. Right. So I and think seeing photos of yeah, her. and I think yeah. anyone can. I, I hope that he can at least recognize that is my hope. And if he can't, then that's a, another huge red flag, mm -hmm. right? But knowing that, like, let's assume that he can. Do you think you could say to him, "Hey, again, I'm this. This is not coming from a place of judgment, and I really want to be understanding here because I know you went through a lot." But if I could just be selfish for just a moment, I'm I am trying to work through the fact that you have her as your screensaver and that you still refer to her as your girlfriend and these are all up and I don't have the answer of what's normal and what's right or what's okay because again I don't know what it's like to be in your shoes but I don't think this is kind of sustainable for either of us and so don't you think that maybe we should try to figure that part out you know or like you should figure that out you know I just like some conversations to get him to see that this isn't sustainable and that like while you might not have the answers, you encourage him to seek those answers out through a like ideally therapy. Totally. And I, yeah, I'm a big supporter because of that. I guess I want to be like a little vulnerable or, you know, just kind of speak my mind is I feel like maybe I'm pushing off the conversation to just enjoy the time that we are having together. Yeah. Cause I feel like once I go in that direction, there's I, and I know what you're going to say, like, you know, might as well not waste my time and figure it out earlier. But at the same time, it, like, it's good. Yeah. I mean, that's that's for you to decide. But you do know that you're potentially setting yourself up for disappointment and wasting your time. As long yeah. as you know that. I mean, you're making a conscious <laughs> choice to say, hey, I had my own dating struggles. I've, I took some time off from dating. I chose to get back out there. I met a really great guy. Turns out he's just dealing with some death and that sucks. But I... Uh, I am really enjoying it. I just want to enjoy him for now. I get it. I do. But just you have to be honest with yourself about the risks you're taking. That's that's yeah. That's what you have to do at a minimum. So even when you are disappointed and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, at least there's that voice inside that says, we, we kind of knew. We kind of knew. And so that will, that will help you get over it if you are forced to get over something when you maybe realize that he has so much work to do and hasn't begun to process this and he is incapable of being the partner that you need until he does, you know, yeah. we don't really have yeah. the answers there yet. I know. And, and I guess I'm also anticipating like maybe the, the worst 
case scenario of like, I open up this conversation and then he comes back and I realize how not ready he is to be in a relationship. But if he does then start to show other things, I also, I guess this is coming back on me too. Like I have to choose if I want to be there for him through a possible grieving period that he hasn't even begun yet. Yeah. I'm just a big believer in progress of any kind and it depends regardless of the speed of the progress. You know, there's nothing wrong with, and again, I don't, maybe an expert might disagree with me, but I think you're capable of making this work. It's just a matter of like, how patient are you willing to be and how good are you at finding that balance of communicating your needs and expectations while trying to be empathetic with what he's experiencing? Because I think a lot of people in your shoes would set aside their own personal needs in a relationship, try to like focus on what he needs. Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good, but like that's not a recipe for happiness in a relationship long time. You're just, you know, even if it feels justified in the moment, you are setting a kind of a dangerous precedent of how you guys focus on each other. So I think if you are going to make this work, you still need to be able to find your voice and ability to express your needs and boundaries and desires, even now. And, and again, when I say progress, it's like you guys can take things really slow and you can still be his girlfriend. Or you guys can still hang out and invest in each other and get to know each other all while he works with works on this and processes this. But it's going to, re- you know, it's going to require some patience on both of your parts and especially you. Mm-hmm. Because there are no doubt will be moments where you'll want to escalate things because you think things are going well, but you want to make sure he's capable of doing that. Yeah. Because you don't want to wake good. up one day and like fall, be like, I love him. And then him realize he just enjoyed having you around because, you know, you helped him forget. I know. That's what I would need to come to terms with of like, yeah, going back to like, I am just the other woman then just kind of helping him through this yeah. period which is tough and yeah I think hopefully people can relate where it's kind of like I feel strong enough to maybe be that person but then yeah I'm completely neglecting my own needs in a relationship and I have done so much work taking time away and coming back into it with like a fresh mindset around dating that I would hate to yeah just yeah I think step one is at least having a conversation with him around like, uh, what? where are you guys between you two in terms of, are you guys in a relationship? No. You're not. We have, and we haven't had that conversation. I'm like, like I said, like, I'm not confused. Like, I don't think he is seeing other people just based off of how much we communicate, but, and see each other in person. But um, yeah, we haven't had like any conversation on what we're both looking for. So that's what I'm like, do I have that conversation first and then? move into this one or maybe just check in in general so say you know we've been dating just like hey i just want to say like i've really enjoyed getting to know you and i just wanted to check in how are you doing like how do you feel start there yeah you know see what he says if you feel like he gives you a window you know if he's like i really like it i really i want to take it slow and then you can say yeah i mean i assume so like and then to say elf in the room like how do you feel like the death of your girlfriend impacts your ability to date? And how do you think it impacts this relationship or your or relationships overall for you? Just ask an open-ended question and see what he says. And if you think there's, he gives you a kind of a window to bring up the fact where it's just like, yeah, I mean, I noticed that you still refer to her as your girlfriend. And I, I, I t- like, 
I've never been in this situation either. I really want to be empathetic and understanding too, but I'm just trying to figure out how do we, if we both like each other, how do we focus on growing this while you still processing the loss of her and how can I support you while still prioritizing us? I love that. That's great. And those are questions you guys need to be able to have together and just kind of keep it like non-judgmental. Just more like, hey, where where do we go? And like, how how can we do this? Let's just, just keep it real. You know, but I yeah. like you. I want to be a friend right now, I, but I don't want to be your therapist, you know? And I hope, I hope maybe to be your girlfriend someday, but I also still don't want to be your therapist. And see if yeah. his answers make sense. When we ask questions of people on dates, like we have to really listen to their answers too. And then ask, be f- willing to ask follow-up questions. So I like that a lot. And it feels, I, I like the approach because that's, I've been tiptoeing like, or just, I don't know, like how to come out of the gate and say like, all right, let's talk about your phone background. Like, yeah, no, I, know, I, I, let's talk about great. you, you two first. Hey, yeah. Just want to check in. Really like how things are going, and I'm really enjoying it. It's been really fun getting to know you. How do you feel? Well, do you, you know, see what he says. Yeah. He, you know, if he gives you the, you know, I like you too, but like, you know, I don't know. If he starts sounding like a fuck boy, then then that's those are some red flags. And if he's like, well, I think I'm fine. I'm fine. You know. And then like, you can say, like, listen, I'm not a therapist, but like, I if. You know, if he's like, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You can almost make a joke and you could say, well, listen, if you're actually good six months after dealing with this, then you you should be teaching some sort of seminar, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like how to get over like, but you're not. And that's OK. It's OK not to be good. Like and also like I'm not like I, w- I would I would do the same thing you're doing. But, you know, we're on a date and I see her on your phone. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm I'm not even upset about it, but it's not typical. And I think we need to process that. Try to ask questions without being accusatory and try to always lead with empathy and see where it goes. But you'll get yeah. your answers by asking more questions and seeing how he responds. You'll get a sense of, he's, is he really capable of simultaneously getting to know you while processing, processing the death of, his, death of his girlfriend? Or or is he really hasn't begun to process this at all and you are just a distraction. Yeah, that's great. And I do, I feel confident that I'll be able to to get the answers out of his responses. Yeah. I think. And yeah, if yeah. you're really paying attention and you're willing to see the truth, mm-hmm. I think it'll be pretty easy to, to be honest. Cool. All right. That's we'll keep, great. Keep, I, yeah, I feel really good with that. Keep us posted. <laughs> I will. All right. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknickacastme.com, cast with a K. Don't forget to check out uh, the update show that dropped last Friday. We'll see you on Wednesday for Bachelor in Paradise recap. Jason Nash on Thursday. Have a great day.